You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. Over my years of doing this Chancellor Pink Podcast, which I think it's been about four now, almost four, it'll be four and I think it's three and a half, it'll be four in March. I've made some podcasts about women, but I don't think I've ever made one that's named what this podcast is named, The Problem with Women. That seems very controversial, doesn't it, in today's culture, to have the nerve to imply there is a problem with women. First of all, you're generalizing. Second of all, you're gender bashing. It sounds misogynistic, right? You know, think about it. How many times do we see on the internet today the problem with men? You know, and how many, how many times do we see talking about men generally? Or how many times do we see the problem with white people? Or white privilege? Or this is what's wrong with white people? I mean, any time... I mean, I remember when, just recently when Jimmy Kimmel did his gag of being passed out and his co-presenter had to drag him up to the mic during the Grammy, uh, the Emmys. Uh, when the winner was announced, it was a black woman, and he stayed there, and she tried to joke with him, but it was... <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. It was a... Um... See how unprofessional my podcast is? I literally s- sneeze, and I'm not going to edit it out, because that's... This is not about a smooth podcast with slick music and slick guests and all that. This is about uh, listening to my wonderful tenor voice talking about, or baritone, or whatever the hell it is, (laughs) talking about things in an honest and truthful and sometimes funny and passionate way that you can relate to. And if they make you angry, good, because I don't give a shit. No, I do. But I mean, it's like, uh, I think it's important to stir up people with opinions. Anyway, and sneezes as well. It was taking it too far for Kimmel to stay down on the floor during her speech. And I thought for sure he would pop up then. At some point, the gig is up. And it was a cute, I thought it was hysterical and a wonderful, brilliant uh, skit. And his part, I forget the name of his co-presenter, but it was really funny. I thought it was great. But then he stayed down there, and I thought, yeah, that's pretty tacky. Someone's up there. It's their moment. They're winning an award, and you're laying there. You know, uh, I don't know. And it was a woman, and it was a black woman. And that mattered to me because I knew, I knew he was going to get fucking raked over the coals because it was a black woman. You know, because those people, <laughs> those, you know, them, those, those people there, those black, blackens. No, but that's how they talk about white people. And so I'm like, okay, this black woman, if their culture gets a hold of this, that black woman culture, you know, that talk to the hand, no, you know, the the just angry black woman culture that exists, that is real, that isn't a cliche or phony thing, that they were going to rake him over. And boy, did they. They raked him over the coals. But, I mean, what's funny is when you read it, it was okay for them to say white, white privilege, that's what's wrong with whites, that's why white men suck. It was complete racial hatred and complete misandry. And what he did had nothing to do with her race or her gender. It was literally him just 
thinking it would be he made that decision clearly before he went out there. He knew there was going to be a winner announced. He did not know it was going to be a black woman, you know? <laughs> so he didn't know who the winner was. But he made his decision to just stay there the whole time, all through the end of everything, because he thought that would be funny. It was a dumb decision. He took it too far. He should have gotten up when the winner was there and given the stage to the winner and, you know. But certainly with a black woman in this culture today, oh, my God, are you setting yourself up? So he got just lambasted, but he, which is fine to criticize him. But he got racially lambasted. He got gender bashed. And our culture today is cool with that if you're a man and you're white. Our culture today says it's okay to be racist if you're racist against whites. Our culture today says it's okay to be misandrist, period. You're allowed to hate men because they have penises. The end. Doesn't matter anything else about them. They're a man. Hate them. Especially if they're a cis male. Especially if they're a white cis male. Cis male? What is that? Exactly. It never existed until trans came along. And now we have to specify if you're a straight male who is the gender that you were born at, we deserve a name, apparently. I thought that was just called, I don't know, man, a man. But now it's cis male. And uh, if you are a cis male... My God, if you step wrong, you're going to get bashed for being a cis male. Sure, it took a behavior that maybe pissed people off, and that can be validly criticized sometimes, right? But the criticism takes on just a complete a bigoted tone. And it's sanctioned. It's okay. Uh, if it's coming towards men, if it's coming towards whites, if it's coming toward white cis males, oh my God, it's totally sanctioned. So this is the reality of American culture right now. Um, and I think, you know, that's a problem, right? That we are allowing, and let's get back to the focus of this podcast, women. I think it's a problem that we have allowed women to be misandrist. And we have sanctioned and allowed women in the name of, of justice for the past, right, to call out the patriarchy, we, which is a complete sexist, bigoted form of talk, of speech. I mean, by their terms, I am now a 56 retired man, was or am still a member of this evil, bashable Patriarchy. By virtue of what? By virtue of my race and my gender and my age. Three things protected by the Bill of Rights <laughs> from discrimination. Three things constitutionally protected. My gender, my race, and my age. If an employer discriminates against me, and I feel I lose my job or in some way I'm degraded in my employment and lose money over my race, I'm allowed to sue them and I will win if I can prove it. And same with my gender and same with my age. Age discrimination is protected as well. So our constitution in our country has made it law 
that when it comes to an employment status and something monetary and something you should have a right to do without persecution, we've made it law that we protect people from being hurt in those ways, financially and employment-wise, due to their age or their race or their gender. But of course, in free society, people can be as bigoted and racist and misandrous as they want to be. But throughout most of my life, we shamed people if they were racist. Throughout most of my life, we shamed the bigoted. Because the same things that are protected by the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, we have decided the reason we protected them is it's morally wrong. You know, they're in the Constitution and protected financially and protected in terms of employment because we decided as a country in breaking free and making ourselves a country that those particular elements should be protected. And some of them were added on by interpretation of the Supreme Court. Think how scary that is now considering the court makeup. That much of what we have as rights and protections, not all of it is written verbatim in easily decipherable language in those documents that we cherish so deeply. A, a decent amount of it is interpreted as being there by court precedent, and the the arbiter of the Constitution is the United States Supreme Court. So they have created the rights and the laws that govern us with respect to you know, things that are that, truths that we hold to be self-evident. And we held them to be self-evident and protected them in these legal ways because morally and in our culture, we also want to behave that way. Now, you can't make a neighbor or a friend or just someone who doesn't have some legal control over you not be racist, not bash you because you're a man, not bash you because... You're an older man. You're a patriarchy, member of the patriarchy. We have no legal way of preventing that. But through most of my life, we morally would shame those people. We would keep them under wraps, make them go back under their rocks and be ashamed and to be that, that hateful, to live that way in that kind of stupidity. But now, with Trump coming out as well, there's a free-for-all of bigotry. And it is on the left, too. When Trump said there are good people on both sides, he was wrong in Charleston. The Nazis and the racists on the, his, his side, which it really is, clearly is now, were not good people. But what he should have said and would have been right is there are bad people on both sides. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And when it comes to the left, it's good to have a morning coffee, isn't it? I love my coffee black. I know it's bad for my teeth, but I don't, I don't have a big smile. So I use whitening toothpaste, but pretty much it doesn't help. Black coffee over the years takes its toll. But um, I don't smile real big. It's just the way my mouth opens. I don't know. It's a genetic thing. When I smile, even if I try to show my teeth, I can't. It's real hard. Some people have these big, teethy smiles. I don't. So anyway, here we go. Morning coffee. Black. Love it. Doesn't hurt me, really. Helps me. I love it. Everything about it. I think it's wonderful. I think it's a health food, for crying out loud. Anyway, 
we have reached a point in our culture where there are bad people on both sides and it's a free-for-all and everyone's allowed to be bad. And what I don't understand is too many people on the left, in particular uh, blacks and women, are trying to shame the other side um, by using racism and bigotry and misandry. And I don't know where we went wrong because it seems to me they should be aware of the fact that they, you can't fight. Two wrongs don't make a right. It's a famous phrase for a good reason. You know, you, you're not going to end sexism, men treating women poorly, by being sexist towards men. You're not going to end racism, whites treating blacks poorly, by being racist towards whites. It's not going to help the matter. It's just going to make them angry. And it's going to take an innocent bystander like me, which is really what I am, a person who's tried his whole life to do good by women, to do good by minorities of all kinds, uh, including the blacks, the, the African-Americans, to use the right politically correct terminology and to be respectful. But my, my philosophy was always to treat everyone equal, equally. And that the idea was that we wanted equality. But what you find is that's not enough. That they want to win. And they want to have more than you. And they want to take what you have, even if you've earned it and deserve it. And they want to call you out for having what you have as if you somehow had it given to you. When you didn't have it given to you. They want to say you don't know all the ways that the world favored you because you were a man. Because you were white. When the reality is that might have been true. A hundred years ago, <laughs> but I'm telling you this much, 56 years ago when I was born, it was very untrue. Maybe in the 70s, briefly still, there was some prejudice, but I've lived in a world of favoritism, in fact, for minorities, of favoritism, if there is any at all, toward women. And so the problem with women, back to the subject matter, is that they feel so entitled We've given them strength. We've allowed as men who had the control and didn't have to give it to them. That's another thing very important to remember. When people have power, they don't have to share it. The people that are under their control can bitch and complain and say this is morally wrong all they want. But if you have the power, you just can say tough shit. Kind of like God says to us when we're, we don't like dying and we don't like illness. He kind of says tough shit. That's part of life. <laughs> Doesn't he? He has the power. Is he taking away all our cancers and heart attacks and ailments? Not really. Not really. We, we die of them all, and it's horrible. It's horrible. So he's up there. He purported, purportedly loves us. But when it comes to our suffering, he says tough shit. <laughs> he says, I'll get you on the rebound. I'll catch you in heaven. I'll catch you in the afterlife. We'll work this out. Don't worry. It'll square itself away. In the meantime, suffering is part of this existence. Tough shit. So uh, that's what we could say if we had the power like God, like they're claiming the patriarchy had this power. We could have said, ladies, understand you want equality. Tough shit. Ladies, I understand you want equal pay in the workplace. You're probably pretty smart. Tough shit. Get in the kitchen. Make my dinner. You know, we could have kept saying that our entire existence. You know why? We, we could have even said, get in the kitchen, make my dinner, or I'll sock you right in the jaw and knock you out. No one's going to come for you. I'll leave you laying there on the floor until you wake up. As soon as you wake up, better get my dinner. I mean, that could have been our existence forever. 
Because what are they going to do? Well, I'll get a knife and I'll, guess what? Then you'll go to jail. And We had the power, right? We could have just bullied and threatened and terror, terrorized and taken all these things they claim we always did. And I understand that some of us out there, some of the bad guys did do these things. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of them didn't, by the way, even 500 years ago. Not everybody was the evil bastard that people like to exaggerate and extrapolate everybody into. When you're the, when you're the underdog fighting, you tend to paint everybody as the villain because it gives you strength in your battle. But you, you end up killing a lot of innocent people when you spray a shotgun in a, in a crowd. You know, a crowd of men. Oh, they're all bad. And you just start shooting them down. You end up killing a lot of guys that didn't do anything wrong. Okay? So this is what we've done. We've loaded these women for bear. And they're shooting. And they're hitting a lot of innocent people. And at the end of the day, there needs to be a stop to this shit. But that's not even the problem I want to make a podcast about here. I'm 17 minutes in. I haven't even got to the fucking point. Welcome to Chancellor Pink. This is my podcast. <laughs> it's, it's a common theme to my podcast. It takes a while until I get to the fucking point. Isn't it great? It is. You love it. Come on, admit it. The point is, the problem with women isn't the equality thing and how they're bigoted and all that. The problem is they're hypocrites because the same women that are fighting against me too will suck a man's dick because he's rich and has power. In fact, most of these Me Too cases are cases where, you know, he, he lured me back to his apartment. He's a Hollywood producer, and, you know, I sucked his dick. Sure, I spent 20 minutes eating out his asshole. I tongue-fucked him up his ass for like 10 minutes, but he made me do it. The power of his money in the mansion that I was in and the chance of getting a role were the reason I actually took out a fork and knife on his command and ate some of his turds and swallowed them and said, mm, yummy, because he made me do that. <laughs> I believe these things actually happened too, by the way. <laughs> he pissed on my General Zoe's chicken and made me eat it, and I did that because of his power. Me too, me too, me too. You know, it's like, wait a minute, you were eating it, yeah? How long? Took about a half hour to eat it all. Me too, me too, okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> the problem isn't in the men trying to get over on a woman with their big dicks or money or power. You know, the problem is in the fact that they can. That's why they're trying. If women were really this innocent, frail, fragile uh, lily that, needs, that needed protected... Um, then we would not be seeing so many women servicing men. Men wouldn't be trying to get over on women because they know, they'd know ahead of time that it wasn't going to work. You know, nobody wants rejected. Nobody wants to fail. So the art of manipulating women is now being labeled uh, some sort of crime when all, most of these Me Too cases, by the way, they're not criminal charges coming from these things because they're not crimes. And they're just shaming people for what? For being a man and doing the type of thing men have always done to get over with women, to get some sex from a woman because women let them and want them to and allow it. 
That's why it's being done. So the problem with women as a gender, beyond their bigotry and sexism that they're engaging in too often nowadays, and their victim mentality that they're espousing, and their you know, anti-men uh, mentality combined with their victimization where they take down a lot of innocent men, the problem is that too many of their own, within their own ranks, are fighting against that battle by their behavior. You can't cry, the sky is falling, when you're reaching up with a crane trying to bring the sky down, okay? Your behavior as a group, as a whole, on the whole, has to be has to be working in conjunction with your message. So if as a woman the message is we women don't want any men ever to flirt with us, hit on us, uh, try to seduce us, all that shit is wrong. All that shit is a man trying to, oh my God, have sex with a woman, that's evil. He's a pig, he's a pervert, he's a creeper. If that's the attitude, especially with any age differential, even though you see all the time women 15, 20, 25 years younger than men still with them all the time. It happens all the time. When? When the man has money, when the man's famous or has riches or can do things for them. You see these age gaps exist like crazy. So suddenly, if the guy's reasonably good-looking, but especially if he's extremely wealthy, 15, 20-year, 30-year age gap, it's all fine. But if a guy isn't good-looking or isn't particularly wealthy and there's a 10-year age gap or an 8-year age gap, we might be calling the police on his ass tomorrow for him being some sort of, like, predator, for talking to somebody who's out of the, uh, let's see, do you think, what do you think, let's get a jury of five women and five gay men together and two trans people and decide uh, whether or not this guy hitting on a girl 12 years younger than him is a pervert and a predator or if he's just a guy, you know, trying to flirt with a woman. Let's let's decide, oh, he's a predator. Oh, absolutely, he's a predator. Can he see that she's young and he's older? That's disgusting. That's disgusting. Age gap is disgusting. Arrest him. It's not a crime. Well, shame him. Ruin his life. Treat him like he's disgusting. That's disgusting. Then that same girl the next day is dating a guy older than him who's rich. Look at them. Such a happy couple. Wow, driving away in his Mercedes. Lucky girl. You know, it's, it's, it's utter hypocrisy and it's disgusting. What's disgusting is the judgment and the behavior of these hypocrites known as women. Let's call them what they are, women. It's a terrible thing to be, no. But it is hypocritical of them to judge men in their behaviors towards women and then turn around and be a party to what they're claiming is so awful. And, you know, like I said, a lot of these Me Too cases, these women were choosing to put themselves in situations with men because of the man's fame and fortune and the power that that gives him. And what we learn as men as we get older and we grow up and we understand how women operate is, why do you think most men want money? Why do you think most men want 
to have power, to be in some sort of position where they can hire and fire people, control things, have money. I'll tell you why. It makes our dick hard, okay? Now, it doesn't, it never did for me. That's why I've never had any power or money. But for most men, it's a dick thing, okay? They believe they're more of a man and their dick's swinging longer if they have money, if they have a title or position that gives them power, you know? And it doesn't even have to be the money because politicians, they don't get paid a lot, really. But the position of power, the perception of making choices and decisions and people have to listen to you, <clears throat> makes women fall down and suck their dick. Let's be honest, folks. People are highly sexual beings, almost all of them. You have a few repressed people that have issues in their childhood and things and the reasons they hate sex are asexual, okay. But the vast, vast majority of us throughout, of our, throughout our lives are driven deeply by our sexualities. And women want to fuck you if what? I mean, so what is sexuality? Men want to fuck women. Yeah, that's a normal thing, right? We know why. We know pig males. We're simple. It's easy. We're dumb pig males, cis male pigs. It's easy. It's about breasts. It's about pretty, you know, young youth, youthful skin, fit bodies. It's about, you know, all the shit women post all over the internet all the time and all their pictures and all their Instagrams and all their Facebooks and all their Twitters. And you see it. They, they know. They know what makes them fuckable, right? They know and they flaunt it and flaunt it and flaunt it. While they're married, while they have boyfriends, <laughs> they use it to make money. They're very aware that, that, you know, it's about fucking, okay? And they, and they use what they have to the best of their ability to be desirable. And, and if it's not their looks, then it's their power. Then it's their cultural awareness. Then it's their creativity, right? Their energy. But they use what they can. And what, what is it really about? Being attractive, being desirable. So men... What do we want to fuck? Yeah, a woman who has energy that's positive, a woman who has breasts that are good, <laughs> a woman who has a nice ass. You know, it's pretty simple, right? So it's about fucking, it's about sex. But the question is, well, well who do women want to fuck? What, what is the kind of man a woman will disrobe for? Who is the kind of man a woman wants to suck his dick, you know? What kind of man is that? And the answer is always, well, if they hear a rumor that he has a big dick, that helps. If they know a guy that might be poor, might be nobody, might not even be particularly good looking, if they find out he has a, a big dick, some women will go for that, just for that. We know that, that's reality, you know, because size does matter to many women. But the main thing the main thing, is it cute face? Is it decent looking? Well, it's the same thing men want to fuck, right? Women have their power by their physical appearance and, and or power, actual power. Same thing with men. Women want to fuck guys who are have a physical appearance that's attractive, whether it's pretty young 
boy. They call them boys even nowadays, you know, with nice young flesh and young bodies. Or an older man who has big arms, something physical about them that makes them look manly, that makes them look ape-like. And they could pick them up and, oh, just, they like a man who can just lift them up and swing them around and, or pin them against the wall. Something physical or a good rugged jaw, something in the face that's sexy, you know, long hair, you know, different hair stuff. So it's physical, it's superficial, or it's power. And, and, and I'll tell you this, it's very true. Women want to fuck, fuck men for power slash money, way more than the reverse. You know, for men, a woman having power or a woman having money is, is, tends to be much less of a reason that she becomes someone he wants to fuck. And it's not because they never had the money and power. No, it's because we are, in the end, animals that were born a certain way and men have the strength and the control and therefore had the power. And we gave it to the women because we're good people. And we're getting shit on for it. But anyway, that's a long story. It's a different topic. But we gave them the power. We shared it. But we had it. Why? Because we're the bigger, stronger animal. That's why. Men had the power because they were bigger and stronger. The minorities that were under the white man were there because the, the white man was smarter, bigger, stronger, whatever. They were able to manipulate the situation to have the power. You know, Everybody feels bad for the American Indians, but they, they're off on reservations initially. They were put there because the white people that came here or the, they weren't even white. I mean, the Europeans, whoever, the settlers, I don't know. They, they were bigger and stronger. They won. They won. They had guns to, to arrows. They won. So it's about might and strength. And why should the winner in a war, you know, be shamed for being stronger and better and fighting better? It was a war. Both sides were killing each other. The stronger fighter won. Well, we were here first. You're taking over our land. Yeah, that's Russia, Ukraine. I get it. Invasion, shitty, a shitty thing. But guess what? If if the people hadn't invaded the United States and come to this this North American continent, you and I wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have this great nation. We, we wouldn't have the freedoms we have. So you got to kind of balance all the things. If we hadn't killed and slaughtered and taken over... And we didn't just slaughter innocent people. No, we we fought a battle and won it. And uh, was it wrong to invade and take over land? It goes on all the time. At least it did in the early days. Someone had to move in and take over the land, right? Someone wanted, we, the earth was there to be inhabited. People were fighting over it. It makes sense, really, when you think about it. The land was there. It was kind of up for grabs. People that got there first, you better be strong to hold it, Right? Isn't that true in life today? Hell yes. You might get a job at work. You might have earned it. You might have fought hard to get it. But you're going to have to stay on your toes and battle your ass off to keep it because people are going to be nipping at your heels. They're going to be coming for you. You know, anything good that you get in life, people want to take it from you. So you want to hold on to that, you better work your ass off. So that's the way the world was. We had all these pieces of earth. People wanted it. Indians came here first. They had it. Good for them. Were they strong enough to hold it, though? Because, you know, people were going to come for it. And they weren't. Okay? That's nobody's shame. It's just the, it's the, wor the way of the, the beast. Man is a beast. He's an animal. She's an animal. She's a beast. Man is. She's a vicious, hurtful, 
killer beast she is. Mankind. Okay? And she's, she, as a womankind, is the same. Because we're all the same. Okay? So let's, let's, let's be real about this. The viciousness may not come in form of physical violence with women because they're smaller and weaker and unable to win a physical battle. So their viciousness, their cruelty, their desire to take over finds other forms. Believe me, it sure does. But it's still there. They're not better, sweeter, kinder because they have breasts and not cocks. They're the same animal. And they have just as much nastiness and viciousness and a desire to take over and destroy and to own and to possess and to compete and to win and to win and to win and to win as any man ever has in the history of this world. And don't ever forget that because it's the truth. The problem with women is they're not better than men. They're the same animal. But they're trying to pretend and convince us all that somehow they are better. That's the problem with women. Why do they fuck men? For power. For money. For the sense of someone who can comfort them and control them again. The strong woman fucks the strong man because she wants protected and catered to with riches and a life of joy and pleasure. The strong women that fight against the patriarchy want to be owned or at least co-join with the patriarchy at their heart of hearts. And when it goes wrong and a sexual episode happens that they're ashamed of, they'll meet to that guy and destroy him because they couldn't join him. If you can't beat him, join him. Well, if you can't join him, beat him. That's the Me Too generation too. And the problem with women is that's predatory behavior too. To go after the rich, to go after the big cocks, to go after, you know, the powerful. is predatory behavior. They're not shamed for it. Like a man flirting with a younger woman is shamed these days. The women that flirt with rich men, that flirt with stars, that flirt with men of power, why aren't they shamed? That's predatory behavior. And their instincts are to get and have and win as much as any man's ever were. They are no better at all. Don't believe this horseshit culture that is spread today in America that says women are better than men. They are not. They are the same. We are the same human animal and both of us in our heart of hearts want what we want and will manipulate to get it and are we predators? You better fucking believe it. Because we are animals and all animals are predators. What's your cat? What's your dog? They're predators. You know, cats are carnivores. They're killers. They're sweet and loving and they're cold-blooded killers. And dogs are as well. Did you ever get bitten by a dog? Have you ever had your hand or another body part gnawed on by a sweet, lovable, happy puppy cat, puppy dog, wonderful little furry creature who's, for whatever reason, turned on its animal instinct 
and gone vicious. Have you ever been gnawed at by one of those animals? Once you have been, you'll realize, you know, dogs are dogs are killers too. Yeah. Dogs are predators too. Dogs want to bite into some juicy, bloody meat too. So look, I love women. I think they're great. I love men. I try to love people in general. Uh, I, I am a supporter of human nature. Uh, but, you know, we got to do better. We got to do better in this country. We got to do better. And I think one of the main ways to do so is to recognize these truths, not as misogynistic, but as truth. You know, when a man talks the way I'm talking now, it's not about hating on women. It's about wanting to stop the bullshit. It's about wanting to put a stop to the terrible, terrible abuse of men that's going on in our culture today by women who are trying to tell you they're better than men. They're not. Women trying to say they're poor victims. They're not. They're just as much of a predator as any man ever was, ever will be, ever was going to be, was hoping to be, thinking of being might be. Women are all those things. They are, they are thinking, they are doing, they could be, they might not have been, they should be. All the different possibilities for how predatory, nasty, vicious behavior occurs. Women, have, they're at all those states, all at once. Every woman, all of us are. All of us are capable of who knows what at the next moment. And every woman especially is as well. And don't let them fool you with this idea that somehow you don't want to be a man because they don't want that. They'll let you know who they want. We already know. You don't have to let me know. We already know. You want the people with power. You want the people with money. You want the people in the age range that's okay to you. Who knows what that is? I don't know. I can't read your mind. Maybe you like older men. Maybe you like younger men. I don't know what's in your mind. So I'm not a bad guy when I don't know what's in your mind because I don't know if you might like my type of man. You know, but you know what? I know nobody likes my type of man now because I don't have any power and I don't have any money. And I don't have the looks of a younger guy or even an older guy who's debonair or whatever. I don't have what I know women want. And that's okay. I mean, I, my days of, of feeling connected to women in that, in that sexual way are over, okay? But I'm saying I don't like the fact that we're perpetrating lies in our culture and for the rest of the guys out there, and I happen to have three sons who have to still engage in this world in some way or another, especially with women, I don't like the fact that they're at a, such a supreme disadvantage these days because we live in a culture that sanctions women lying and being hypocrites, that sanctions women pretending they're better than men when they're not, that sanctions their predatory behavior while constantly shaming every guy for anything he says or does that's even slightly crit, you know, potential of criticism. Anything a man does, he's got to be terrified of every move he makes when it comes to women. But women are allowed to just do whatever they want when their motives are no better at all. And what they're going for is certainly not pure. It's still about fucking people. It's still about power, sex, and money. It's very rarely about love. And when it is, that shit just happens. But 
let's not bash any, you know, nine times out of 10, a man who's flirting with a woman or hitting on a woman isn't looking to fuck her, especially not an older man. Nine times out of 10, he's looking pathetically for love, for love. So for the love of God, let's stop bashing men for flirting with women. They're just lonely, probably. They're probably just someone who would like, would prefer their life with a partner. And they would prefer to live with a companion. And they don't have one. And so if they see someone who's attractive to them, they smile and they make a complimentary comment or something, or they want to strike up a conversation because something inside them says, hope, hold on to hope. Try to be happy still. Try to have a partner. It's not hopeless. Maybe, maybe a miracle could happen. You know, that's, that's all that's really going on most of the time. Um, because the people that have the confidence to really be sexually predatory are, generally speaking, those that don't have to work very hard at it. <laughs> they, it comes to them pretty easily because women, as I said, are predators and they will find those men and they will get them. And so the guys that have superficially what a woman wants, what generally women want, they don't have to work real hard. You know, they, they're going to get, they're going to get conquests of, of a sexual nature from the women who are looking for sexual con conquests and financial conquests and conquests of the powerful men. So those, those, those groups of people are all going to meet up in hell, in hell. <laughs> Here on earth first, but hopefully then thereafter in hell. The rest of us, we're just trying to navigate through this lonely world without being quite so lonely. And we should be treated with respect in our efforts to do so. And women should recognize at all times that 95% of the men they're uh, coming in contact with are, are, are actually just that. They're either encumbered and otherwise don't give a fuck about them, or they're lonely and hoping to engage and meet someone someday. Um, and those sexual predators that are out there uh, they'll out themselves, and um, and so will the sexual predator women and the money predator women. They'll out themselves. You know, this shit has a way of floating to the top. And those, like I said, those types meet up with one another and tend to live happily ever after. So, uh, but don't be fooled by the culture of today. That's That's the final message here. The problem with women is they're lying to you. The problem with women is they're hypocrites. The problem with women is that they are just as bad as men, but they pretend that they're better. That's the problem with women. I love you. Yabba da boop -ba.